Welcome to The Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I've helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Friday, August 20th, 2021. I doubt you would remember what you were doing on this day, but I remembered this Friday so clearly. It was a day I retired all of my profitable courses and programs and launched my one-on-one coaching program. I sent a personalized email to every client I had worked with in the past two years saying I was retiring everything and inviting them to work with me in my new program. I didn't have a sales page or a name for the offer. I didn't even have a marketing strategy and I didn't even say how many spots I had available. I simply gave a few dot points of what was included, who it was for, the price and a link to book their spot. I sold seven spots in 48 hours. I added five more spots and sold them in 24 hours. I then released five final spots and they sold over the next few days. In just a few days, I had a fully booked one-on-one coaching business and had made 60,000 Australian dollars in sales. But what I haven't shared openly before is that on the Thursday before I sent that email, I was ugly crying, over my computer, Googling marketing manager jobs on Seek. Now, if you had looked at my business from the outside, you would have thought I was doing well and you'd be right. My courses and programs were filling. I was being asked to speak at events in masterminds and on podcasts. My own podcast was ranking at the top of the Apple marketing charts here in Australia and around the world. My email list had doubled in the past six months. My Instagram account had great engagement and I was making a lot of sales in the DMs. I even had a team. But I was struggling. Not my business, me. Even with all of this success, I didn't feel good and something felt missing or not right, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I was doing everything I had been told to do. Grow a following, launch multiple offers, create freebies and run free workshops and position myself as an expert. Look, you've heard it all before. And the more I followed the rules, the less I enjoyed my work. The more I resented having to show up, the more exhausted I became. And everywhere I turned online, I was reminded that I should be grateful for the business that I had created, for the success that I was experiencing, because I had made it. Even trusted mentors didn't understand when I told them that business shouldn't feel this hard. So they told me to hire more staff to take over tasks I didn't want to do or to create evergreen funnels so I didn't have to do live launches so much. I followed their advice because they were further ahead in their journey, but more importantly, they were happy, so I figured they must know best. But I grew more restless and disheartened. And like many of my clients and community do, I internalized my struggles. I told myself that I was a problem. And that's how I ended up looking for marketing manager positions on Seek. I felt like a fraud. If I couldn't make this whole business thing work, then I questioned if I was the right person to be coaching my clients on how to build their businesses. 
As I was hugging my partner, covering his poor T-shirt in tears and snot, I said, I don't know what to do. Now, my partner is a man of few words, and so he simply replied, yes, you do. You always know what's best for you and what needs to be done. And he was right. I call it the knowing. Others call it intuition, your inner voice or spirit guide. We all have that voice or feeling deep within us that lets us know what the right choice or action is. But to connect with our knowing, we need to shut out the noise, societal pressure, family expectations, logical and safe choices, and the fear that we'll end up in a worse place than we are right now. Our brain and body are designed to keep us safe. We know this. So we need to be willing to wade through the chaos before we can find the clarity. Until that day, I had not been willing to move through the chaos and the fear and process my emotions. Every time I started to tune into my knowing, I'd think things like, well, if you change your business model, you won't be able to reach your income goals. You have a team. You'll have to let them go. That's going to be hard. What will your peers think? You've just spent months creating this whole business. Everything you've created this far will be wasted. Just keep going and don't look back. Now I'm using a mean voice here because this is how I was speaking to myself in my head. And when I narrowed in on the one thing that these questions were asking, what was actually holding me back from what I wanted to do, I realized I wanted security. I wanted to know that I could take care of myself, put a roof over my head, food on the table and see a doctor when I was sick. Now, as someone who grew up in poverty and has experienced homelessness, this was a valid fear. So I gave myself the reassurance I needed at that moment by reaccounting all the times I had supported myself in the past, renting my first apartment after being homeless for three months, getting a second job after my shifts had been cut back at my first job, getting accepted into a double undergrad degree at university, making a healthy meal using the last $10 at the grocery store. And in each of those moments, I trusted myself to know what was best for me and to find a way to make it work. Because knowing and putting a plan in place to make it happen are two separate things. And my fear of how I was going to make it work was stopping me from finding the answer to the question I should have been asking myself all along. If I could create the business I want, what would it look and feel like? The answer to this question became so clear. I'd support my clients one-on-one through one main program that would be tailored to meet their individual needs, support them at all stages of their business, and allow me to combine my knowledge, skill sets, and lived experience to deliver life-changing results. To create a coaching program that I wish I had access to and still wish that I had access to today. And I wanted to create content that was more than pick me, buy my thing. I wanted to inspire, challenge and support my community through my words to show them that they could be the leader in the space they wanted to see, that their voices are valuable and that they can provide value as they are right now. They only need to claim their expertise. And you know how I made it happen from here. I wasn't afraid after I sent that email. In fact, I felt elated and it became so jarring to see people's fears over my decision projected onto me. The first question I was asked was, how will you grow your income with a one-on-one business model? 
Now, I've grown my income easily since switching business models, but more importantly, my profit has increased because I need fewer assets, for example, Facebook ads, and fewer resources like team members to achieve the same results. I've been able to get off the content hamster wheel of my own creation and I'm no longer feeling scattered and burnt out trying to do everything because I'm practicing marketing minimalism, creating the least amount of content I need to fill my coaching program. But won't you have to work longer hours and always be on coaching calls? Well, I actually work 20 hours or less a week and have even more flexibility in my days, allowing me to practice mood task match. If I want to write all day, I can. If I want to connect with other business owners, I can. I can take work-free holidays too without it affecting my income because I'm not bound to the endless create, launch, sell, serve flow that many one-on-one businesses are. How can you support 10 plus clients at a time if you're tailoring your program? My clients have even better and longer lasting results because my full attention and focus is on them and their business. I'm not trying to serve 30, 40, 100 plus people. I only know at a surface level across multiple offers. I tailor how I engage with my clients so I can support their learning styles. For example, by talking things through over workbooks or mind mapping over written strategies. The foundational content I teach is always the same because my clients face similar and typical business challenges. I can also embrace my unique ways of working and combine my knowledge, skill sets and experience to support my clients in holistic ways. And for me, working with a few clients deeply is way less stressful and overwhelming than trying to give personalized advice to 30 plus people on the spot. And the other common question I was asked was, How will you become a well-known leader in your niche if you're only working with a few people at a time? Again, this question is a reminder that there are many ways to achieve the same results. I know I'm supporting thousands of people each week because of the open rates on my emails, the number of listeners on my podcast, the view rates on my articles, and all the faces I see in front of me now. I'm a leader in this space because I've embraced and acknowledged my humanity and my clients have said it's permitted them to do this for themselves as well. They're no longer playing by the rules and are redefining what running an ethical, sustainable and profitable business looks like for them and they're happier and more grounded as a result. What I'd love for you to do is ask yourself this question. If I could create the business I want, what would it look and feel like? And be prepared to move through the chaos to find the clarity, to finally connect with your knowing. I'd hate to think where I'd be right now if I hadn't listened to the inner voice that said, just change your goddamn business model. Too many businesses are valuing other business owners' opinions and experiences over their own self-belief. And this makes me very sad. You have the power to change this narrative. This is your permission to become the main character in your own story. Now, this was the speech I gave at the recent A Stage Unscripted event here in Melbourne that I hosted and co-created with my friend Jackie. This is the 100th episode of The Rachel Kujip Show. So I wanted to do something a little different because I've never found the rags to riches, the instant success stories inspiring like ever. And they often make me feel like a failure, if I'm honest, because I've never had that like wake up, the world looks really different experience. And I think that's because these rags to richer stories are very, very rare 
are often fabricated and don't last. Most success, you know, in air quotes stories are like the one I shared with you today. Ugly, messy, incomplete, and kind of boring. Like changing a business model isn't exactly groundbreaking stuff, right? And this is exactly why I decided to share my story with you today. Because it isn't the wild ideas, the grand gestures, and the public declarations that lead to fame, wealth, and happiness. It's the little changes and daily actions that change our lives and the lives of those around us. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode and for your continuous support and love of this podcast. Still can't believe 100 episodes. Oh my God. It means so much to me that you tune in every week and welcome me into your space. If you found what I shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.